0: Captain Midnight! Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, by the makers of Ovaltine. We've all been hearing a lot lately about vitamins and minerals, but the thing many of us may not know is this who is it that needs these extra vitamins and minerals? Is it the old or the young who need them? The rich or the poor? The farmer or the city dweller? What kind of people aren't getting enough of these vitamins and minerals to be enjoying the peak of health? Well, our government gives us the answer. Government authorities say that three people out of every four in America today, rich and poor alike, young and old, people in all walks of life, Three out of every four people in this modern nation of ours are not getting enough vitamins and minerals to be at their best. Now, what they mean is that practically every one of us should be watching our vitamins and minerals. People everywhere should be protecting their health by making sure they're getting plenty of vitamins and minerals in their food. And that's why so many thousands of men and women and fellows and girls today are drinking their Ovaltine because they know that two glasses of Ovaltine a day gives them all the extra vitamins and minerals they need. Yes, it's a fact. If you're just eating three good meals a day, including fruit juice, and you're not actually sick so that you should be under the care of a doctor, then Ovaltine will bring you all the extra vitamins and minerals you need to be in your best health. So, why should anyone be lacking in those all-important vitamins and minerals when Ovaltine solves the problem so easily? Why should anyone be tired, nervous, low-spirited, and under par from lack of vitamins and minerals when Ovaltine, night and morning, can give them all they need? So, why not start today with this good health recipe? Three good meals a day, plus Ovaltine, night and morning. Why not get a can tonight? And now, to the exciting adventure, Assignment Under the Sea, with Captain Midnight and the Secret Squadron. Last time you remember, Captain Midnight, Chuck Ramsey, and Ichabod Mudd discovered the secret exit from the Nazi spy headquarters behind the safe deposit vault beneath the tower building. Although none of the spies were captured, Captain Midnight, through the French refugee boy Henri Board, knows that the ace Gestapo agent, Baron von Karp, is operating in the United States. After returning Henri Beard to his new American home, Captain Midnight and Chuck return to Secret Squadron headquarters. As our scene opens now, it is early evening, and Captain Midnight is in his private office. Seated with him is his second-in-command, Agent SS-11, otherwise known as Kelly. Listen, as Captain Midnight asks...
1: Anything wrong, Kelly?
2: Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Nothing at all. I was just thinking of the story you told me about Henri Beard... Imagine a kid 14 years old going through an ordeal like that.
1: Yeah, I know. Brings you up short, doesn't it? Frankly, Kelly, very few Americans know what war is. In the last war, men fought against men on the field of battle. But there's been a frightful change. The Nazis call it total war. And that's exactly it. Old men, women, children. They get it worse than the soldiers do. I'm telling you something, Kelly. This business must stop. If it doesn't, there never will be a world
2: worth living in. You're right, sir. And the quicker every American realizes that, the better off he'll be. But now, what's the next move, sir? We've wrecked one Nazi spy headquarters, but we didn't capture a man. Baron von Karp is free, and no one knows what he'll be up to next. I have a hunch that
1: the Baron is particularly interested in the secret squadron. The agent, who pretended to be Ray Block, reported to him in the basement of the tower building, as did the driver of the car, who observed the landing of the cargo planes from the top of Devil's Hill. I've turned over all of our information to the FBI, and I want you to work with them closely. I certainly will, sir. These foreign spy rings in the United States must be smashed. They can do a great amount of harm if they're not. Why, think of the war industries here, which are vital to the cause of the United Nations. We can't allow these saboteurs to interfere with war production, and our supplies must be kept moving to the fighting fronts.
2: We'll do everything we can, sir. I'll put every available man on von Karp's trail. But if your theory's right... If the Gestapo is particularly interested in the secret squadron, we shouldn't have to go very far.
1: No, let's take our cue from what happened today. I want this whole territory near the secret squadron headquarters filled with
2: squadron agents. I believe Carp has been sent here to find out what we're doing and to stop us. According to the plans already made, the largest flight ever to leave this field will take off at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's only a few hours off.
1: I know it, and I'm afraid it's going to be impossible to conceal the departure of such a large formation. But there's one thing I don't think von Karp can do, and that's to follow us.
2: No, sir. Thank heavens the Nazis don't have any flying fields or airplanes in this country. But tell me, Captain Midnight, how long do you expect to be gone? I don't know that yet, Kelly.
1: I'm merely following confidential instructions received two weeks ago.
2: I know you must be going some distance, because the cargo planes have a range of over 4,000 miles.
1: You're the only one, Kelly, who will know our location. We're establishing a new secret squadron base in England. And frankly, I don't know yet what our mission will be. That will be told to me tomorrow morning at daybreak, beneath the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. Great day. Why... I'd like to tell you the whole story, but it's impossible. All I can say is that I'm meeting a very important person early tomorrow morning. And final instructions will be given me then. Agent SS-21 is to lead the cargo planes to the new secret field in England. I and the amphibian will be delayed on account of the meeting tomorrow morning. But... Agent 21 will report to you by code as soon as he's landed. I also will report the instant I arrive. From that time on, we'll be in constant radio communication with each other. I want you to give me the latest developments in the Carp
2: case. Yes, sir, I will. And while I have the opportunity, sir, I want to wish you all the luck and success in the world. Thanks a lot, Kelly. And I think we'll need a lot of luck, too.
1: If my hunch is right, we're starting the most dangerous mission in the squadron's history. Come in. Come
2: in.
3: Agent SS-2 reporting, sir. Agent SS-3 reporting, sir. And also Chief Mechanic Ichabod Mudd reporting for duty, sir. Well.
2: well, I'll be running along now, Captain Midnight. There's a lot to be done between now and 3 o'clock. Very good, Kelly. I'll see you just before the takeoff. All right, you three.
1: Gather around the desk here while we have a very brief conference. Okay, sir. Now, we're leaving at 3 o'clock on a very important mission. First of all, Aki, are all the planes ready for takeoffs?
4: Yes, sir, they are. We found one bad engine, Captain, but that's been changed. Every plane's ready to take the air.
1: And when you say that, I know they're ready. They must be, because they're going on a very long flight.
4: Well, now, Captain, what about the amphibian? Is that to take off with the others?
1: <laughs> I, I think you're trying to get a little inside information, Mud. But the answer is yes. The cargo planes will take off first, and the amphibian will follow then.
4: And uh, if I ain't too nosy... Who are to form the Amphibian's crew? Well,
1: I think you have a right to know, Mud. I'll be the pilot of the Amphibian, and the crew will consist of Agents SS-2, SS-3, and Chief Mechanic Ichabod Mud. Boy, <laughs> old boy, isn't England.
3: that smart? I mean, that's the best news ever. But guide my vows if it don't look like we're starting on one of them things again. <laughs> well,
1: now, I'm sorry I won't be able to give you any more details, but frankly, I don't know much more myself. Now then, are all three of you packed?
4: I am, sir. And so am I. Heck, I've already got my bags stowed on board the Amphibian, Captain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you must be a mind reader, Mud. Well, Chuck, you and Joyce get your bags on board the Amphibian, too. Yes, sir. Now, you three are to get on board at exactly 2.50. You're to start the engines and be warming them up. I'll come on board just before we take off.
4: Captain, how far apart are the cargo planes to follow each
1: other now? They'll start their takeoffs from the underground hangar. Now, each one is to start moving as the wheels of the plane ahead leave the runway. I have an idea. Enemy agents will be watching our takeoff, so we don't want to waste any time about it. All right, you better report to the hangar at once.
3: That's the 34th one, isn't it, Chuck? That's right. Here comes the 35th plane to the takeoff position. How many more to go, Chuck? Well, this is the last one. Then it's our turn. There's a green light.
4: There goes number 35.
3: Well, gee, we better taxi into position.
4: Well, I thought Captain Midnight would do that. But he's still talking to SS-11 outside the pilot's room. You better get in position, Chuck. Okay,
3: it's almost time for the green light. And Captain Midnight, shaking hands with Kelly. Here he comes down. I'll go back and lock the cabin door. There's the light. Hurry, Captain Midnight, hurry. I'm
1: in. One's got the door locked. You're in the pilot seat, Chuck. Take her off.
3: Okay, sir. We're moving out of the hangar. Goodbye, headquarters field. Am I okay, Captain Midnight? Yes,
1: Chuck. Don't take those wheels off too quick. Keep her nose down a bit more.
3: Her speed's up to 90. Now she's 100. There's 110. Bring
1: the nose up, Chuck. Yes, sir. Now you can follow back a bit. Gee,
3: everything's dark below. The runway, the hangar, everything's faded out. We're off. We're headed for the Atlantic Ocean.
0: And at the same moment, on a lonely road below, a car with dimmed headlights is listening to the roar of the huge amphibian's engines. In the front seat of the car are Gestapo agents Baron von Karp and his assistant, Drecker. Listen
4: That's the 36th plane, Excellency.
0: Yes, Drekker. This time you have not made a mistake.
4: But the last plane was not the same as the others. Yes, I saw that. It is an amphibian, not a land plane. Captain Midnight often flies amphibian like that. Uh, What course are these planes flying? They are flying slightly north of east. Mm, That would be the great circle course to Europe. Those are large planes, Drekker. They must have a range of over 5,000 miles or more. Perhaps they are carrying large bombs. Bombs to drop on our fatherland. Oh, do not be stupid, Draco. Bombing is not the function of the secret squadron. But they are undoubtedly leaving on a long flight. They are headed toward Europe. But they could not land in Europe. That is only England. Yes, Draco. England. I wonder. Yes, Excellency. They would not fly large cargo planes such a long distance unless they were loaded. That is the question. What are they loaded with? Supplies, Excellency. Emergency supplies for the American troops in England. Of course not. The United States Transport Command carries such supplies. These must be for the secret squadron itself. Ah, could it be possible? What, Excellency? Uh, They must be carrying supplies and equipment for a new secret squadron base. A secret squadron base in England? What for? That is what we must find out. Captain Midnight could be very dangerous in Europe. We must not allow him to enter. But if he does, he will be captured. And that will make it easy for you, Excellency. You have been ordered to kill him. It is difficult here, but not so in Europe. Look, Dracker, there are lights down the road. We must leave here quickly. I shall have to communicate with one of our U-boats at once. And there are many important code messages I must send.
0: It is now dawn over the Atlantic Ocean. Captain Midnight's amphibian has long since left the formation of cargo planes. At the moment, it is heading south, flying a prearranged course. Captain Midnight is in the pilot's seat, Chuck is in the co-pilot's place, and Joyce is just entering from the cabin. Listen.
3: How's everything in the cabin, Joyce? Everything's okay. I think he's asleep, as usual.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My dog
1: seems to wait till he gets on an airplane before catching up on his sleep. The rest of the time, he's a regular night out.
3: Hey, gee, sir... We're losing altitude. We're down to 8,000 and... Oh, we were at 10,000.
1: I'm afraid you haven't been on your toes, Chuck. We've almost reached our destination.
3: What? We haven't... But gee, Monique, look ahead of us. Loop and loops. There's a formation of flying boats. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, the sky's full of Navy fighters. Yeah, and look down on the water. There's an aircraft carrier. And there's another. And Another. In a whole string of cruisers and destroyers. They're in a large circle.
2: And
1: that's where we're diving, to the middle of the circle.
3: Oh, but what in the world does it mean, Captain Midnight? Why did we leave the cargo planes and what are we going to do here? Hey, and look, there's a submarine coming out of the water in the middle of the circle. I can see the spray around its conning tower.
1: That's where we're headed. We're diving down to meet that submarine.
0: down drops the nose of the amphibian in a sharp dive. What is going to happen in the next few minutes? Why have all of these elaborate precautions been taken to safeguard the meeting between Captain Midnight's amphibian and the mysterious submarine, which has just appeared on the surface below? Don't miss the tremendous thrill tomorrow in the adventure, Assignment, Under the Sea. But now... Don't forget, to be at your tip-top best, you've got to have plenty of vitamins and minerals. Not just a few of them, but all the vitamins and minerals that are essential to health. Well, then remember, here's all you need. Three good meals a day, including fruit juice, and Ovaltine night and morning. Then you'll know you're getting all the vitamins and minerals any normal person needs. All one can profitably use, experts tell us, for better health. So don't be satisfied with less. Get all the extra vitamins and minerals you need with Ovaltine. Start on Ovaltine tonight. And tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, to Captain Midnight. Until tomorrow, then, this is Pierre Andre, your Ovaltine announcer, saying goodbye and happy landing. This program came to you from Chicago. This is the Blue Network.